love this choreography. No other teacher has this soundtrack. None. They couldn't have ever come up with it. Korean karaoke hymnals. Something. That's unbelievable. So, all right. We used to use this thing called the wave in the ocean. You know, famous old analogy. So, let's say you're identified as a wave. Yeah. And you have concerns that a wave would have. Like, when am I going to break, you know? I don't want to break at Stinson Beach. I want to break at Ocean Beach. I want to be a big freaking wave. Look at how big that one is. And I'm a small one. I don't want to be a dribbler. I don't want to be on a lake. I want to be in the ocean, you know? And all these ideas. And then one day, it's sorely lacking. It isn't feeling happy. It feels dry a lot. And it's, so it's, it gets an idea. It runs into a book about the ocean. So it starts reading about the ocean. And it gets really interested in the ocean. Man, I'd love to fucking jump into the ocean, yeah? And so this absurd entertaining occurs because there's a premise that it's a wave, yeah? That it's separate from exactly what it's looking for, which is the ocean. And that stubbornness is very, very stubborn. It's being a wave. So it gets to a point where it doesn't want to, it wants to have an experience of the ocean. Yeah. It wants to have an experience of the ocean. It wants to know the ocean, so it studies it quite a lot. Yeah? But it's never, it's never going to be recognized as being exactly what it is, which is the ocean, right now, as it's appearing to be a wave. That appearance to the wave does not negate the ocean, nor has it, nor will it ever. Yeah? It's an impossibility that is seeming possible to you. That's all. It's not, it's not true. It seems to be true to you. Yeah. So here's the wave. So the wave can actually get to such an absurd length where it's feeling dry. It's going to a little meeting. He has a dry therapist, you know. All right, come on in here. I've been dry all week. I can never get that wetness. I can't get it. I study the ocean. I look at ocean videos. And I send in air questions to the ocean. I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. Yes, because the fact is, you are the ocean. You keep throwing it out, out of yourself or away from yourself so that you can have an experience of what you are, and that's not available. Yeah. You are never going to experience what you are. You are never going to be here to get it. They'll never match. You, and no matter how fast you try to pull it, you're never going to have the gun out before what's already so is. Yeah? You're never going to be able to... So like St. Francis says, you and I, you, you know, what's looking is what you're looking for. So this is what's looking, yeah, what's looking right now. So what's looking is what you're looking for. So you get that. So you start trying to get it. I'm going to, I'm going to see it. I'm going to get out. I'm going to spin out and see myself finally. I'm going to see what, you know what I mean? You're never going to beat the, you're always going to lose. No matter how, you, you can't be fast enough to arrive at everywhere before everywhere does. It's impossible. Yeah. So here's the thing. So I want to be there to get it. That's why I have people, tons of people come to these meetings. Not this, this one, but a lot of meetings like this. And they're waiting to get it. They want to get it as what they're not. And it's stubborn. And they'll log a lot of hours of meetings and they'll read tons of books. But they, what they really want is to experience their own absence as a self. They want to get the experience of not being a self, but as a self. It's impossible. The whole point is, turn that interest that's been hijacked, that attention has been hijacked, turn it upon itself and let's see what's there. Yeah? 
If you're not what you're taking yourself to be, you might just be what you've been looking for. Yeah? And therefore, with that statement by St. Francis will ring true to you. What's looking is what you're looking for. It doesn't put any kind of clause or exemptions. It's saying what's looking. It doesn't say only when you're in a temple or 20 years after 20 years of purification. What's looking will be what you're looking for. What's looking right now is what you're looking for. Saves you so much freaking time. But the stubbornness of the selfing is no. I want to be there to get that. Well, there you go. 800 meetings, you know, tons of, tons of DVDs. You think you know it, but that's the booby prize. It's sort of like, a, like spiritual Pharisees, a non-duality Pharisees. They have the letter of the law perfectly, but they don't have the spirit of the law. The spirit, they miss the spirit. They miss the sense, tactile sense of being awake, you know, being awake to awakeness. Yeah, because they want to be there. And there is no they. And there is no there. It just is thing now. Now construed as next week. Now construed as last week. Now, 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 now. This place can't escape its context. No matter how much you, can, you think about yesterday, it's the thinking's happening right now. No matter how much the mental system's thinking about last week, the thinking of it's happening right now. The thinking, if listened to in a certain way, conjures up an image of last week with you in it as a body, and the thinking, when it's about the future and you're concerned about something that's probably never going to happen anyway, you will be concerned about that now because you'll be picturing yourself as a body down there. Yeah? But all of it is happening in what you, what some people would term the now. It's just, it's just thusness or isness. Nothing escapes that. Everything's happening right now. And I don't care how much thought you sow into the idea of next week. It's never next week. It's right now. Yeah? We run into our powerlessness all day, yet we stubbornly deny it or blame it on something else that's keeping us from what we are or could be, and it's all bogus. It's a simple recognition. And when the mental state arises in thought and tells you you've had it, that ain't it either. Yeah? And then when it takes another position, oh, I've really seen it all. No, you haven't. That thought is in the content. It's not the context. It's not what's seen. A thought is not seen. A thought is seen. A thought is a very subtle object in the mental realm. It's seen. More, more appropriately, it's heard. Yeah. We hear the thought in the language we were brought up in, and then that, that thought opens up like a pinata by the attention hitting it, and then meaning is given, comes out of it. But it doesn't come from the pinata, it comes from our mental state. The mental state gives meaning to the thought through projection, then we perceive the thought as something real and solid that's carrying a meaning to me. Therefore, I can say my thoughts are driving me crazy. No, your mental state is driving itself crazy through the faculty of a thought. Get it right. Get, get, the, get the diagnosis correct. See the exact nature of the wrong. Yeah. 
It's like today, I don't know if I have the flu or cold. So let's say I, have, I think I have the flu, so I go out and buy $200 worth of flu medicine, yeah? And I get, you know, flu, theraflu, and all this shit, yeah? And I'm taking it, and it relieves me of some of the characteristics of a flu because they share the same with a cold, but I misdiagnosed, I have a cold. I'm not going to get radical relief from the cold if I take it to be the flu. Yeah? You're not going to get radical relief from thoughts if you take it to be the thought that's driving you crazy. The thought is being used, the thought is being used to facilitate the driven crazy. You and you alone perceive everything as mind, big M, mind. Nothing is behind you. There is nothing behind you. You are the end of all ends and the beginnings of all beginnings. Yeah? Everything is given a meaning from here. Yeah? Not out there giving this a meaning. This is going out and giving meanings. Yeah? And then the meaning comes back. Our perception is bogus. Perceptions can be manipulated. You can look at a book called The Course of Miracles and you do the first ten lessons, you'll have a shift in perception. Because perceptions aren't real. They're fabricated. They're formatted. We're, we have a perception modality that we see things. We're not seeing all this. We're like the fish that never recognizes it's in the water. It sees everything that appears in the water, but has no sense of the waterness that it's surrounded in, you know? That it's in and of. It has no sense because its perceptual format is to see what appears in the water. We are, our format is to see things that are appearing in space, but we don't see the space. It's like that old thing of you, you, you miss the forest from the trees. We're missing no thing from the thingness. When you, when you believe your perceptions are true and solid and they are, they're objective and non-biased, you are out for fucking lunch. Take a drug. <laughs> You'll see your perceptions. Get, take a drug. If you have a bent of a little predilection towards paranoia, what you were taking as a friend ten minutes before will be taken as an enemy. Your perception could be, you can take, just have a little more sugar and you'll have a whole different perception. So what are you going to rely on? The perceptions? I would, I would doubt that as being sound. The thoughts give me a freaking break. Why would you want to rely on something that's value doesn't value now? It values using now, right, to think about yesterday and tomorrow. Why would you want to have your life navigated by a place that doesn't know the port you're in? <laughs> all of its embarkment, all of its journeys, it's like, it, like buying tons of maps to go to L.A., but you have to recognize where you're starting from, Idaho. You know? The map's not going to make sense. If it's, not, it's not enough to get a map to L.A. It's based on where you're starting from is the importance of the map. Can't see. See what, what role you play here. Is it true in physics that you and I, who's ever the biggest influence of any experiment, is the observer of it? Do you see that thing they have? What is that uh, thing? They can watch, they can see velocity of distance in many particles, right? But they can't see velocity and, and, and location at the same time. The head. They can see velocity, 
but it can't see the, the, the uh, location. Yeah, or it can see location of this super fine particle, but it can't see the velocity. Yeah. It's not, this isn't being included. You are all there is. Yeah. That's why they say they do experiments in light, and if the research people are looking for light to appear as a wave, it appears as a wave. Then, oh, they have $800 million to find it as a particle, then the light appears as a particle. It sort of follows you as the Pied Piper. Yeah? Because you're the reality. Not as this. This is an assumed object to verify a dream as the reality. By being identified as this, this whole dream is given the meaning of being real. Yeah? Because it's as real as real can be to this. But we've made a mistake. We're not this. Yeah? This is a dreamt object. We're the dreaming. Yeah? We're the dreaming. We're not the dreamt. We're the dreaming. Yeah, if you ever look at the Course, it's so simple. They talk about that you and I are this dreaming, the dreamer of this dream. You and I, we're dreaming this dream. We forget that we're dreaming. And this is a very important point. Because they don't give you an answer how you are forgetting it. So I'm going to throw in my little two cents. I believe we forget that we're dreaming by remembering that we're a self. Yeah? The thought system thinks about the past a lot, and you're pictured as a body there. And then it worries about the f- you as a body in the future, which is another form of remembering. Future... Obsession is just as strong a remembering of self now as past obsession with self is a remembering of self now. So when, if the remembering of self now is the most dominating influence, yeah, this is how we forget that we're the dreamer, because now we become identified as a dreamt, a dreamt object. Yeah. In this condition, the dreamer now gives everything, all the meaning that it has to affect it as a dreamt object. Sounds like what's happening today, eh? Now, we want a relief from the effects, but we don't want to give up the dreamt object, see? We want, we, we want to entertain that tiger that's scaring the bejesus out of me is a dreamt tiger. And I don't care how many affirmations that you're going to say it's a dreamt tiger. You're a fucking scared shit if you're a dreamt object. <laughs> because that dreamt tiger can rip your little dreamt neck out. Yeah, so I don't care. You can affirmation and pray and visualization. It's a whole lot of work, and when push comes to shove, you're going to be scared shit of the dreamt tiger. But what would happen is if you saw that you're not this dreamt object, immediately when you saw that you were not a real object, it would be applied to every other object you see. It's not like this lady that used to come here and said, Oh man. I've been freed from ego, but everyone else's egos bother the shit out of me. No, that's not how it works. It's not a special, special thing you're given that everyone else, because there isn't anyone else, ultimately. There really isn't. There's only I, you know? I, moving through all these different yous, sort of like a light, an undifferentiated light, billions of camera locations which are used, an undifferentiated light comes through, comes through the lenses of the brain and sees things as different than itself, yeah? The different, undifferentiated light differentiates and it has experiences. But never again, all the differentiation of the light doesn't change that light is undifferentiated. 
No matter how many lenses it goes through, it's still light. And only light. Yeah? If there's 50 lenses, you'll get 50 different movies. 1,000 lenses, 1,000 different movies. The light is always that. But if it's moving through a lot of, lot of uh, lenses, it can kaleidoscope. You can see more and more things. But don't be fooled by that. And you can only be fooled and sustained in that fullness by being identified as a body. The whole relevance of you as something is totally based on body identification. It wouldn't have, the story would not have a leg to stand on, I mean it figuratively or literally, if there wasn't body identification. All this huffing and puffing, you would have given up long ago. So that to me, the exact nature of the wrong is there is no wrong, really. There is no right either, but there is no wrong. From the solution, there is no problem. There is none. There can seem to be a problem. But that's based on the solution, which is you and I. Yeah? If we take something to be so, it can really seem to be so. We lend our reality to things that aren't real. Just like we lend this reality, which isn't real. Yeah. Now, if you're having a great time, fucking far out. Keep on dreaming. But a lot of us, <laughs> it's kind of sort of a bad flavor, you know, nightmare, so let's say like that. And so we'd like to get out, but we don't realize you can't get out of what you've never been in. It's impossible. You can't get out of an imaginary problem. There's no need for a solution to that. Yeah? You cannot leave where you're not. Yeah? Just like we used to say, you can't get lost unless you're going somewhere. You're not going anywhere. You can never be lost. That's what it's like. Yeah. What you tried so hard, huffing and puffing and practicing, will just become natural. You'll have an immunity to yesterday and tomorrow, not by working hard at it. You'll just see the absurdity of it. How overwhelming this event is now. How would you? How could you ever? Because you can't ever leave here. How could you ever think that that bad, that poor, poor, poor vehicle of thought could take you anywhere? Yeah, <laughs> it can't even. Do, you can, you've never had a thought of the past in the past. You've never had because there ain't a past. You've only had it now. We are severely limited by the facts, and our head doesn't like that. It likes to make up absurd stories. I was once that, but I lost it. No, you were. You never not. You have. You can't lose what you are. Nor can you have it. And that's the rub. A lot of people's their mental state is driven to have an experience. They're they are grounded in an experiential level. They want to experience the truth. They don't want to be the truth. They want to experience bliss, but they don't want to have that abstract clarity. Yeah. They want to. Be love all the time, but the lovey-dovey love. But they don't want to be awake, because awake's fucking pretty ordinary, to tell you the truth. Yeah? No one's going to run up to you at the bus stop and, oh, I can just tell. So, you're so special. Oh, I know, but so on. I know, I practiced for 30 years. Just to be noticed one day at a bus stop? Jesus Christ. It's in the ordinariness, bro. I'm telling you. Nothing is the gift that keeps on giving. Nothing. You can't make it anything. You can't. Your grubby little hands can't grab it and embrace it and know it. Yeah. It's just a matter of 
it's a disarming event because the event never had a beginning nor an end and it's not a singular event it's the event of living yeah in other words it's freeing it's awakening ing, ing, ing. it's always verbing there wasn't oh I was I was not awake and then this event happened you know I was in Walmart and I was looking for the humidifier I reached up and something fell off the top shelf and hit me in the head and I woke up. So people will listen to this and say, what day was that? Where, where's the woman? <laughs> They'll try to do the exact same thing, thinking some kind of result that something... This is the relevance we give this place. If it doesn't happen here, it ain't so. It's nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with this place. It's something that... The way you are formatted to look through the identification of self blinds you to what's seeing. You're blinded to your own seeing. Yeah, it's not your own, but the seeing. You're blinded to it. And the more you look, the more blinded you'll be. Because the way you're formatted to look presupposes you're the nothing, you're the everything, that, and then you're looking for something. That's not the case here. This isn't like going out and getting a watermelon at Safeway. So, you know, we had some guys here last week, hadn't been back for five years. They say, well, has anything changed? No. <laughs> 18 years? No. <laughs> Ever have a retreat? No. No intensives? No. The mind wants to make it something, wants to put an embroidery around it, make it different and distinct and better than other things. That's how it's disguised all the time. Yeah? It's just in the dog shit awareness that you're awake. Yeah? And that if you take any sensation back, you're always perceiving it. You cannot hear what's hearing. You can't. You cannot see what's seeing. You cannot do it. It's an impossibility. You, as a body, cannot buy a ticket to the context. You and I are never going to be behind the camera. We're always appearing in front of the camera. What's seeing is seeing this act, is seeing this whole pantomime, is seeing this movie. You're not watching a movie and then um, uh, implying that you're the reality. You do. Ramana Maharshi had a beautiful statement. He says, oh, there's a lot of people who get to this point. They're sitting in the movie theater in the auditorium, and they're seeing the movie life, and they realize it's not real. But there's a subtle assumption they are real sitting in the auditorium. No, the circle is, you're always in the content, always. Every time you, are, you adhere to a thought about something happening, it's happening in the content. You are never going to have a thought from context. No way. No way. That's what they call be still. It doesn't say think, you know, think more. Be still. The stillness of every awareness, of always awareness, everything. That stillness is deafening. Yeah? But you're not going to hear it as what's hearing right now. Yeah? Because that is what can't be heard. What you are cannot be seen, heard, faced, tasted, or touched. If you're trying to do that, you've made what you are into something. Which has to fail. 
you know. It's truly love, in a way, because all your attempts to make something into something is going to fail, and you'll be left with nothing finally. After all that somethings are totaled up, they'll equal nothing. And you'll, you know, like they say in the chapter in the Course in Miracles, everyone, every path, if the mind intends to be three th- through that path, it's always going to lead to this one realization, I need do nothing. Yeah? Why not start there? Give it a go. See what happens. Be brazen. Entertain a possibility. It may pan out that you are on the money finally. (laughs) In recovery, we talk about you get a daily reprieve from alcoholism, right? Contingent on the maintenance of your spiritual condition. Well, in my experience, the highest form of maintenance of a spiritual condition is to realize your spiritual condition. <laughs> that's a, that's like because while it's spiritually conditioning, it it, it sort of maintains itself by the entertaining of it. You don't have to freaking water it or anything like that. Just entertain it. It'll it'll grease its own wheels, so to speak. <laughs> it's been doing it for years and years and years. And you know, my girlfriend can vouch for it. I don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Not pouring over scriptures when I'm not here. I'm serious. Maybe others can do that, but to me, it doesn't work for me. You know, I mean, sometimes I like it. I like reading it, but then uh, I don't know. It's just I'd much rather look at Yankee blogs and <laughs> thirty-one days to sp- to the catchers and pitchers to show up in spring training. <laughs> uh. Yeah, there's peace. It's always available right where you are with no requirement necessary. The considerations are on your side. You have faith in in your thought system and therefore that devotion and faith to that thought system produces tons of anxiety. If that faith would be freed from that occupation... That faith, that same energy of mind, it's a force of mind, big M mind, that faith would be enriching your day. You'd be awake to being awake here. Yeah? This would be more than enough today. It could be like an eternity in a 12-hour period. Or it could go like that, you know, blink of an eye. You can have thousands and thousands and thousands of experiences just in your body sensations. You don't have to go hiking or anything, actually. Just sense being on. There's tons of stuff going on that the mental state blocks out. Doesn't doesn't even acknowledge. It takes the body to be a singular thing. You've got thousands of different things going on in here. You know? How long has your body condition stayed the same? You feel good at 9 o'clock in the morning, 9.03, you feel pretty shitty. What the fuck happened? 
Of course, you'll say, I must have done something. You didn't do fucking anything. The body is volatile. It's in flux. Yeah. Your emotional state. Oh, yes. Yeah, anyone can be peaceful in a controlled environment, but who wants to live in a retreat for like eight years? You know, you want to get out sooner or later. Yeah. I mean, in a controlled environment, yeah, everything can be great. But what happens if some variable gets entered into it? All that, all that pseudo-balance goes right out the window. Because taking yourself to be this, for this to be okay, so much has to be managed. You've got to have your finances and your circumstances taken care of. You've got emotional conditions arising. You've got to manage them. You've got your... Your mental states you got to manage, then you've made up other states, like a spiritual state, that somehow you've been appointed to try to manage. <laughs> you have all these volatile conditions that make up or, or comprise the feeling of being you. Yeah? And how long can, have you ever gotten them all in a row and had they stopped and lasted? You know? 9.01, you hit Tater. 9.03, variables change. By 11 o'clock, you can be in a lifelong depression. And you are at 8.58 in the morning, you win Nirvana. It doesn't happen that quickly in reality. Yeah. Nirvana doesn't turn into fucking hell. So what would happen if you gave up trying to run all those things, find out, see what happens. Maybe the body would, would do so much better without your intrusion, you know, without being called the center of the universe, which is a large job for this fucking, fucking inert thing to take on, you know, the mental state, you are the center of my whole life. Jesus Christ, you know, I found the body's done a whole lot better without me being it. <laughs> I do. It goes to it, though. It finds its little levels and it's fine, you know. <laughs> Most of us are just dealing with a body and a, and a mental image of the body. Very rarely are we actually experiencing the body, where the experience of the body's going on, but there's an interpretation based on a mental image. Yeah. It's all mental. We're living for the mental state. We've been taken over almost by like a parasitical movement. The parasitical movement called self-centeredness takes away life from us seemingly and gives us an interpretation back, an interpretation of time, of importance being distributed in a very weird way. How could, be, how could this be seen only as a stepping stone to an imaginary future? How could that fucking heist occur? That we got to a point where this is so under-emphasized and yesterday and tomorrow are so over-emphasized that you can't have a here without there and then surrounding it. Yeah? And then we're on the treadmill of time, which is just another mental... It's a screaming of the dream, time, but it's like having a big hand in your back you can't really enjoy a moment because you have to be propelled into the next bigger, better moment. So I gotta get, I gotta use this moment to work towards that mythical moment when everything that doesn't seem to be available now will be available to me. But is it ever so? Do you ever arrive, or is every arrival set up as a new departure point? It's like slavery if you watch it. Yeah, if you see it in a long stretch out thing, 
There's always that mythical there that you want to invalidate the here for. You want to, oh, I'm just going to use this moment to get to that there that I know will be great. Fucking, it's insanity, isn't it? And yet you can't seem to call it off. Because something is said. Some dynamics are in place. You're identified as something, Yes? That sets up all the other activities that seem to overwhelm us. Without that basis, they would, they would not overwhelm us. If you saw yourself as what you're not, and saw it clearly, then what, you, what you're not wouldn't have the influence it seems to have on you. Yeah? So we want a lot of shit we leave, but we don't want the basic dynamic change. Yet the dynamic, not change, is going to keep producing the same effects. They'll morph into different appearances, but it'll be the same old, same old. You'll know it when something happens, because something will happen. <laughs> You'll feel some fucking real relief. That doesn't need to be stoked and... <clears throat> you know, a defense system built around it. You have to protect it. It'll be like a free-range relief, yeah? It'll be so reliable because it's right where you seem to be at all times with no requirement necessary. You'll find something that's worth your faith, you know? It's worth your honoring. It's worth your attention and interest because it's reliable. It's always so. You can come to rest there. Even in the running around all day, you'll find rest in what you are. They call it in spiritual terminologies, they call it the abidance in the truth. Yeah? You abide in the truth. It's like a restful connection to it. Not even a connection, you are that, yeah? Abidance in that truth. So, this is just to keep us, you know, uh, reminded in a way, just to stimulate. That's why we have two meetings a week, and we've had them for 16 years or so, because that's the least someone can do who's sharing this. They have to have, they have to leave the possibility of repetition, because sometimes that's what it may take. Just how we get, it was through repetition we're believing all the shit we're believing, literally. So we're using the poison as an antidote. So you can go as crazy as you want, but how crazy can you get if there's a meeting Wednesday and Saturday, you know? I'll go with the odds that we can overcome two days of craziness by Saturday. And then sh- <laughs> I'll race it again, and you'll be scribbling again and getting a lot of people to co-sign, and he comes to the door, <laughs> gets all erased. Okay, scribbling. After a while, maybe you won't pick up the jaw, and then you'll see what happens, All right, that's it. I don't want to. I can feel my engine getting burnt out. I can feel it.